my friends, welcome to this cursed podcast. <laughs> Hello, it's the Amory Score. I am Jackson. I am joined by Molly. Hi. And we are here to continue our journey through the plot of In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3, the current chapter that we are on uh, of the Amory Wars, the saga of Coheed and Cambria's lyrics. It's ridiculous. It's it's dumb. It's very dumb. Um, for those of us who need a little bit of jogging our memory, what has happened so far in this book? Uh, so, so far in this book, we have seen Jesse put Wilhelm Ryan on trial, execute him, and have him resurrected. Uh, yes, that did not go very well for eyes. our boy. Our boy Jesse... Uh, accepted the premise that Wilhelm Ryan was possibly God, uh, pretty much lost his court battle, but got him executed anyway. Uh, and then Wilhelm Ryan came back anyway. So basically nothing has happened in the first half of this book. The ways in which Jesse gets owned are like just infinite because he puts a, <laughs> um, the word, like maybe the worst showing a prosecution has ever, has ever put on in the history of, uh, of fiction and real life. Uh, Frankly, and- like, Heaven's Fence deserves everything they get, because, they like, Jesse captured him, and they're like, yeah, you can prosecute, that's fine. Uh, but, like, the only, th- the one thing, the, the single thing that Jesse did right was uh, execute him and burn him and destroy his body, and, like, you know, like, he was dead. The, the only, literally the only thing he does right is the way that he gets then owned again. <laughs> Just... Jesse, why'd you want to put him on trial, buddy? Jesse, you could have just killed him. Nobody would have cared. You could have just, I don't know, done nothing. You could have captured literally any of the, the Red Army soldiers at the battle that you had. That too. But you no, just let him go. Let him all go. You just let him all go. Mayo's fine. And thank God for that, frankly. Oh, thank God for that. Yes, no. Uh, uh, across the galaxy on Shiloh's 10... Uh, have, our boy Claudio has been getting up to some shit. What's yes, happened there? We have rejoined uh, our specialist boy Claudio, who's been hanging out on the Shiloh's den, uh, hiding in Goddardam. He has been found by Ambelina, who is the chosen prize, who has burned her wings to help Claudio realize his destiny as the crowing. Uh, and now we have Al the Killer after him. Uh, he wants to be his pal, his special friend, and turn him in for a bounty. So he can get money and not live in Goddardam anymore, I guess, is probably his goal. Who knows? Um, also, uh, Al's killing a bunch of women. It's probably fine. Uh, yeah, no, Al's been murdering a bunch of women. He's got a women murder cage. It's awful. He's got a women murder locker. It's a good thing he's not going to be a major character for the rest of this book. No, absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. But where we left Claudio and Ambelina, they had just discovered the body of Sizer after it had been thrown out by uh, one... Defton Wolf Mayo. Mayo Defton Wolf himself. The Mayo Man. <laughs> no! No! No. <laughs> uh, so, after splitting uh, the narrative for a while, uh, we are basically back together. Uh, there's a little bit of pages of overlap, but during the course of this podcast, we'll just be going through the comic as the comic is laid out and not having to. Uh, explain it plot line by plot line for it to make sense which means a little bit more bouncing around but you'll also get just what happens and it, you know it'll make just as much sense as it does in the comic yep we're gonna be going so issue loads. by issue now we've made it we've done it we have yes. made everything make sense i think so yes no, there's like we have a little bit of one issue but then after that this uh the rest of the uh issues on this album the one one issue and one song is we're how we're gonna handle it. it hell yeah it's gonna work well so uh we begin with um 
uh, Claudio and Abelina standing over the incredibly gross corpse of Sizer. Uh, yeah, all his intestines still hanging out. It's still bad. It's uh, really gross. Uh, and so they had decided to do the only logical thing, which is uh, continue to have the single fight they've been having for the last two issues. This is your destiny, Claudio. We found an iRobot. An iRobot. It's them. It's it's your it's your parents. And you, yours and Ryan's destinies have always been intertwined, no matter how much you. And then he kills her. And then he kills her. So he turns invisible. Um, he and he does his invisibility him. thing as Ambelina tries to grab him. Uh, and then he turns solid while his hand is still inside Ambelina's chest. Uh, and he he done kills her like that. She she dies for just a moment there. She uh, and the like page in which her head dead hits the concrete is it's not it's not a pretty it's not a pretty thing. It's not no it's bad. Uh, and Cla- I was like oh fuck Ambelina and then Coheed the ghost of Coheed, the ghost of Coheed returns. Uh, to say nice going son you just killed the one being in the universe who was watching out for you. Now. On the list of characters who are allowed to give people shit for killing the person they're not <laughs> supposed to kill. Top of the list. Coheed Kilgannon. Absolutely not a single shred of ground to stand on. Not a not one bit. Not one blade of grass. Not one speck of earth. You have nothing under your foot, sir. <laughs> Fuck off, Coheed. You murdered your children because Mayo said, hey, maybe murder your children. Mayo hey, maybe like do this. Mayo had, like, a whole plan, a, like, backup plan of contingencies of, like, <laughs> things he thought he would have to do to make Coheed murder his children, but he did it anyway. Coheed was just like, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Seems good. Seems right. Yeah, um, nothing nothing going on here. Uh, yeah, but luckily, so, Coheed berates me- Claudio for a yes. moment. Uh, what were you going to uh, say, Jackson? I was just going to continue with the plot as we remember one of our favorite characters and favorite moments. Uh... Oh, which yes, yes. So, uh, Coheed like yeah, Coheed berates Claudio. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> do, we'll do this line like uh, Coheed's like face it, son. She gave everything to guard uh, to guard you back for a decade. Which one? How does one, she know that? Untrue. <laughs> untrue. She, you know, and, and you treated her like crap. Uh, you treated her like she was crap on your shoes. And Claudio responds. <laughs> She just, she wouldn't listen to me, Claudio. And now you don't have to listen to her anymore. It all works out. Coheed, hey, chill, first of all. Now, here's a question that I know the answer is yes. Do any of you remember Josephine? <laughs> Back in No, who's second- Josephine? Thank you for asking. Josephine is uh, the eldest Kilgannon sibling. Uh, Josephine was had, Josephine had an incredibly no good, very bad day. Uh, <laughs> she had the worst day of everyone in the Amory Wars. And before she was murdered by Coheed, who was murdering, like cleaning up, and murdering all the kids, was also just subject to just horrible, uh, like a, a rape plot and assault and just gross shit that had nothing to do with the plot. Like it was literally there to make her suffer for no reason. Uh, so that was her day, and then she walks in and uh, is immediately hit on the head uh, with a with a hammer by by Coheed, who murders her. Uh, so she's lying there dead, and then like later, Claudio comes in and uses his special boy powers to resurrect her, and discovers he can resurrect people. Uh huh. And then a non sentient priest comes in and re murders Josephine. 
Yes. Well, there's been a lot of speculation as to whether the uh, res- like the resurrection powers that Claudio has are permanent or not, or whether Josephine was actually time limited and couldn't really come back. That is given an answer right now. <laughs> Today. Today, as he's like, Lena, Lena, come back. Don't be dead. I, I didn't mean to. And his hands glow green and he's like screaming, Lena. And she's back. She's fine. Uh, totally- she- Josephine could have lived. Josephine, Josephine could have fucking lived. lived. God damn it. Motherfucker. Josephine would have been fine. Canon, it's canon. The powers have been confirmed. The powers confirmed. It's true. It's just everything's bad and I hate it. And I hate this comic and I hate I hate, I hate Claudio Sanchez and I hate Claudio Kilgannon. You hate me for having the, I hate uh, Jackson for being right. Yep, for like going, hey, do you want to do a podcast about this? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Ambelina covers Claudio's mouth and says, if you call me Lena one more time, I am ripping your fucking lungs out. Uh, which is fair. It's a shitty, shitty nickname. Um, but Claudio's like, oh my god, I thought you were dead. And then she goes, I nearly was. And then he goes, but I thought I killed you. And she goes, you nearly did. Uh, and the, that is like witty, witty, humorous writing. Great, writing. yeah, really good back and forth. It's like Brian Michael Bendis up in here. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Claudio asks what happens, and uh, Ambelina explains, you're a special boy, Claudio. Well, no, you can, Ambelina's you can do anything. Oh, yeah, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> that is her ass right there in the panel instead of anything else. Her ass there's and a, pa- a fist. Yeah, there's a panel where she's, like, walking away from him and explaining, but it's only, like, a small panel on the page. So the, like, panel has Claudio's face as he's sitting down, and she's walking past him, so it's basically a close-up of her ass. And, it's and like, also, Bing! just don't forget that her entire ass is out. Oh, the whole thing's right there. Yeah, you get the whole butt. Uh, and <laughs> you she... only need the end. <laughs> and she tells him, listen, your powers have no limit except for what you think you can do with them. Oh, the Matrix. Uh, yes, it's it's the Matrix. Um, but Ambelina walks over to Sizer's disgusting corpse, picks it all up, and goes, okay, you could either embrace this shit or you can run. Let's go. Uh, and of course, Claudio's response is, "It's it's really my choice." And then Coheed uh, goes, "Yes, as long as you make the choice she wants." Which Coheed, I thought you were here arguing on the behalf of him accepting his destiny, and now someone, and then he's like starting to come around. He starts like fucking planting doubts in his mind again. Like Coheed sucks, even as a ghost. Coheed sucks extremely. He uh, sucks in every way. And then Claudio's like, "Sure, but I'm gonna call you Bell." And she's like, and she like stares at him covered in blood. (laughs) Yeah. And then goes, fine. Uh, And he's like, thanks, Belle. She goes, don't push it. So great. More. uh, They just uh, um, get it because they like each other, kind of. But because in Empire Strikes Back, they were really mean to each other. And then Mm -hmm. they they got together at the end. And that's what all relationships are. Um, It's very good is the thing. (sighs) Um, So that is the end of that comic for us. And we're going to now move into the next book here. Yes, uh, where well, we, and, and that issue ends with the resurrection of Wilhelm Ryan that we've already done. So that's where we are. Everything's so happened. We have, we have matched up. We are timelines are synced. Yes, and we are into the like, like main thrust of that towards getting towards the end of this comic. Uh, and the next issue opens. How does it open? Uh, cold wind coming in, Apollo. Or maybe it's not just the wind. Some people would call it ghost breath. <laughs> Some people would. <laughs> Sorry? 
Hey, Some I'm people sorry? would call it ghost breath. Yes, no, I wasn't ready. Carry on. <laughs> the closest thing to exhaling the spirit world has, and a subtle way to make their presence known. The ghosts stay close to me these days, Apollo. I think... I think they're waiting for me to join them. But I'm not quite ready to go yet. Uh, this is as all the ghosts of the people he loves. Uh, uh, not all of them are like necessarily dead yet. Yeah, so uh, we see the ghost of Cecil, who still alive. Uh, we see the ghost of Jesse, definitely still alive. Yes, no, like, uh, some of, like, Cecil might not be, I don't know the timeline of this, or whether he, like, there's ongoing stuff with Cecil, uh, but... Uh, at this point in the book, Cecil is very much alive and hasn't really had anything to do. He's like, we've got confirmation he's still around and got it down. That's all we know. We got Cody and Cambria off to the side, making out in uh, in Claudia's mind. <laughs> and then we got Jesse and Sizer, both of which are alive. Uh, I mean, Jackson, well, Sizer's not alive. But, but he's about to be. They found, yeah, they, him they found him. They found him. They're going to put him back together because he's a robot man. Jackson, this is what we call foreshadowing. Oh, none of these characters are going to make it out of the story? Well, who knows? But I think this is what Claudio calls foreshadowing. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, so, Cla- this Claudio is, this continue- is happening in This is happening in, uh, in Nuo's backyard. In still. Nuo's backyard still. And Claudio, reminder, is still talking to a fucking dog. Who's just kind of walking around and licking him like, woof, woof, I'm a dog. <laughs> I'm still just a dog, buddy. Just doing dog stuff. Uh, and then we turn the page, and then we see Wilhelm Ryan eating the entirety of Heaven's Fence. Uh, it is a, it's a page and a half. It's, it's a whole page. It's a lot. Uh, we see Heaven's Fence right there, and then we have a giant Wilhelm Ryan face, and the Heaven's Fence is actually in Wilhelm Ryan's mouth. Uh, and they talk about the Black Rainbow. There was a time when a vast black rainbow, a dark void 2010, cut across the sky for an entire (laughs) year. (laughs) During our every waking hour, it hung there. Uh, No one had a clue where it came from or what it signified. But at least it was a physical manifestation. If it haunted those beneath it at night, that was only because they carried it with them into their slumber. The night before Wilhelm Ryan returned, everyone on Heaven's Fence had an identical dream. Wilhelm Ryan devouring every single world in the keywork. We fled into morning's light and discovered there was nothing any better waiting there for us. Fucking everyone went to sleep, including dogs. (laughs) Including dogs. Including dogs. And dreamed of Wilhelm Ryan voring the universe. Uh, that's, that's how it went. That's just the truth. Uh, I think you need to give me uh, Ryan's monologue that he's like broadcasting as great. Like this is how this comic begins, like a, like a close up of Wilhelm. Uh, just give me the give me the give me the good stuff. I'll, here, let me let me give you what he says because we're gonna have some interruptions, but I'll just give you the whole uh, monologue here. Greetings, my subjects. I hope you slept well. Although I believe we all know differently, do we not? I told you that I did not fear death, but rather death feared me. And here am I now, after the greatest and most trusted minds in the key work declared me dead. How did it work out for you, Inferno? That business of executing me? Did you enjoy your short-lived power trip? Your delusion that you were my master? Face facts. Your pathetic resistance has failed. 
Uh, and then Jesse's like, this this is a trick recorded before he brought him in. And then the, his engineer, man, is like, no, Captain, streaming live in real time. There's no mistake. He's alive. He's on Twitch. He's playing PUBG. He is on twitch.tv slash Wilhelm Ryan. <laughs> slash House Atlantic. <laughs> Broadcasting live from House Atlantic. Uh, and... Ryan says, no doubt you're hoping this is some manner of hoax created before I was sent to my grave. Wow, great guess. Thanks. It's almost like that's what the last panels were about. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a page of him continuing, because now he's got like a crown on. So now he, now he looks... Now he looks cool, actually. He he's looks got cool, cool armor. He's got a crown. Uh, he, he looks like not a... Dis- well, okay. He still looks like mm. a disgusting, wart-filled, pumpkin <laughs> pimple man. I mean, he's just going to look more and more like Thanos every time we see him now. Yeah, it's just bad. Uh, but he goes on that... But the, the, the point of this I'm making is, like, he's broadcasting everywhere on all the screens, and also in the clouds. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> Fuck! God damn I don't it. mean the clouds computing. I mean, there's literally a panel of him, his face in the clouds. Yeah, I... Like, monologuing. It did not even occur to me... That he's literally transmitting his presence through storm clouds uh, to the people, the stars, over on Shiloh's 10. Yep. And he says, I am your god who died for your sin of disbelief and have now returned angrier than ever. Only those accept me as their savior will have a chance to be spared my wrath and instead earn safety and salvation. To demonstrate my power, I am ordering that all stars in Camp C. Revity be disposed of. Their energy was a poor substitute for the power of the price, whom I will shortly conquer. In turn, their their defeat will power my ultimate disciplinarian. <laughs> okay. God. Sure. Uh, so the stars over in Cyravity are like, oh shit. Oh no, we're gonna die. Yeah, remember Cecil? Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. He dead now, boy. Um, yeah. And then we see Ryan over in Goddardam, which looks a lot cleaner than it did, except it's still got a sewer coming out of a building. I don't know, man. Uh, but he know. goes, as for the worlds that did not believe in me, such as Shiloh's Ten, their punishment will be swift and terrible. As for the worlds that did not believe in me, such as the lone plot-relevant planet we have. <laughs> such as the one planet we've ever talked about. Uh, yeah, so Ambelina is watching this broadcast from a rooftop, because apparently she cannot be among the people, and she always has to be squatting, is a thing. So... So you can see her butt. So you can see her butt. So she's up there and she's like, hmm, Ryan does nothing without purpose. There's only one reason for him to attack Goddardam. It must be because of Claudio. Huh, Everything no shit, happened. huh? <laughs> and then she walks in and Claudio's got like his hair tied back and just goes, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's, he's, he's got his hair tied up. back and he's like patching Sizer. Uh, uh. And she comes in and is like, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go right now. And they have a conversation, and uh, Claudio's like, um, Ryan's dead. What are you talking about? It's fine. Everything's fine. He's not coming to kill us. And Amblin's like, There's four issues of this comic left, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do something. Uh, uh, and she goes, No, I just saw him on the main screen announcing that he's back from the dead, and he's planning to annihilate the population of Shiloh's 10, including Cyrevity, and, oh, yes, right here on Goddard Dam. And Claudio goes, Huh? And Are Ambelina, you joking? Ambelina goes, well said. What's going on up there? People screaming, running? 
Uh, and Emily's just like, if I had to guess, that would be Ryan's punishment. Cut so, to... So, yeah, you cut to the streets of Shadows 10, where... Uh, what the fuck is happening? What the it's fuck like, happened? What the fuck is happening? It's not the Red Army, like, descending. It's like he's basically unleashed all... Uh, what's it? Okay, let's have a look so at this let stuff, me let me let me read the page. I will on. tell you what it says. Uh, what it says, it wasn't the Red Army that flooded the streets and turned Goddardam into a raging pit of hysteria. It was the Narrows, soulless, malevolent creatures with a hunger for fear and flesh, civilian casualties left over from the time Sector 12 was blown free from the keywork. It was only a matter of time until Goddardam was selected for invasion, as they had with many worlds before. I couldn't say if they attacked on their own or if Ryan sent them, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. So... So all these Mad Max people start fucking running around with their, like, ridiculous, uh, like, someone's got their whole skin, like, fake stitched on, and everyone's got lots of, uh, piercings and weird hair, and it's like, oh, the 80s is happening, yeah, and we're all Yeah, some weird. dude has, like, huge fangs and, like, a cut, like, a split tongue, and a bunch of, like, one dude just has chains around him and a ball and chain, I don't know. There's a guy on a horse. He looks like he's a skull man shooting a pistol. Who knows what's happening in this panel? I don't. Yep. But they're attacking Shiloh's 10. That's what we're attacking Shiloh's 10. And then Al's on the surface. Uh, and they're like, like attacking him. And he cuts this guy's head off because by pretending to be like, oh, don't kill me. Oh, wait, I've got a knife because I'm Al the killer. And I'm cool. <laughs> and I'm cool. And I cut off your leg and then your arm and then your head. Yep. Blah, and he, blah. And he, like, he goes down into the sewer like Mario. Uh, While making a joke, making a funny, funny joke, but it's bad. It's not not a good joke. He makes a go down joke. Great job, Al. You did it. You're so funny. Yeah. But but they keep coming in waves, and sooner or later, all hours going down. So best I go down before that. He means down as in dead, and also down to the sewers. And then he says, "Ha! I crack myself up sometimes." (gasps) Please shut up, Trevor. Please stop. Jesse's fucking pissed. <laughs> Jesse's Jesse so pissed. has finally realized the extent to which he has been fucking owned. He used us. That son of a bitch used us. This was his plan all along. Almost as if he said, this is my plan all along, like six <laughs> times. What an idiot. And then some guy is like, oh, no, it's definitely a trick, mate. Oh, it's fine. You couldn't have been wrong, Sir Jesse. And he's like, <laughs> Jesse, he's sir, no, Jesse. He's back. No, I can I can sense the man. He's not interested in legacies. He wants power, pure and simple. This guy suggests that he has like kept his image alive, but has basically left all his power to Defton Wolf. Mayo. Like, like, okay. First of all, we all know he would never do that. Secondly, Mayo doesn't want to rule the universe. Mayo does not want to rule the universe. And he's like, followers like Defton Wolf and the late General Crom, he never gave a damn about them. They served his knees. He doesn't die on behalf of theirs. I'm like, aw, where's Mayo? I thought Mayo was in this comic because he was in this panel, but he's just kind of there. He's just kind of there. He's They just talk about him. Just um, talk about him. And then Jesse goes... Contact the prize. Tell them their visit with Chase is over. I don't care how vital she is to their interests. She's my property, and I want her back now. Hey, Jesse? Jesse. You're meant to be the good guy. Mm, You can't say stuff like that if you're a good guy. You're not allowed to do that. Um, the- this rando goes, they'll probably ask why, Captain. 
and Jesse goes, obviously, because we're going to attack House Atlantic, and I want all weapons at hand, even the two-legged kind. And then we go to a panel where we're looking up at the rando, and it's a really bad panel. He looks like he's a thumb man with a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and Jesse just, like, gives him a dark face, like, you've got to do this. You have to convince the price. And he's like, oh, I won't let you down, sir. Oh, he and then back he will on not Silas fail 10. you now. Yeah, he won't fail you now. Back on Shiloh's 10, uh, Claudio has almost finished patching up Sizer. Yeah, who has now found a pair of boxer shorts, thank God. Thank God, he has found a pair of boxer shorts. uh, And Amblina's like, yeah, we gotta fucking go, mate. We gotta go. (laughs) We gotta fucking leave, my man. It's like, feel free to hide in fear while you should be pursuing your destiny. To which Claudia responds with, I'm not hiding and I'm not in fear, judgmental bitch. And Dude, I'm like, nice. Whoa! Whoa. Got her. Whoa! Whoa! Calm down, Claudia. Claudio, just chill for a minute. She's got a point. We gots to go. She was uh, right, of course. <laughs> it just made me hate her all the more. This is a love story between these two, by the this way. A love story, this is by meant the way. to be flirting. Yes. They love each other a lot. Uh, and then while she's running around the uh, run, running around the sewers like we got to go, uh, all the narrows come come in. They just like uh, they ambush her and they throw her down to the ground. But yeah. not so before the narration. There are certain moments Apollo that seem on the surface to come absolutely out of nowhere, extreme coincidence rather than an inevitable culmination of events. This was one of those moments. And then Ambeline gets thrown to the ground, and suddenly. Our best who pal. Who could appear? Who could appear, but our bestest friend, our our funniest jokesman, <laughs> Al the Killer. Uh, yes. And he he rips one of the dudes and it just cuts his guts out. It's very bad. I like the, the narration describes it as extreme coincidence rather than the plot. <laughs> rather than this man has been hunting for you because that's his job in the plot, in the plot line. Rather than you are the, like the whole comic has been structured around you two eventually meeting, like, <laughs> like that's or, that's the who comic. Who seen? This is this is unbelievable. He's uh, like, uh, she goes, I'm Ambelina of the Price, Guardian of the Crowing, and Al's like, I'm Al from Three Blocks Over. Maybe we should because he's he's, <laughs> he's he's like already flirting. Uh, yeah, uh, and and then they're surrounded by like uh, by all the narrows just everywhere around them. And then who appears? <laughs> who appears but Sizer. Uh, and who is not just back. any Sizer. Uh, Bone Hulk, Sizer, uh, appears. And he just says, hi. Someone cut me to pieces. It hurt a lot. But excuse me. This is my last reason. And now Sizer, after having been killed and cut up, he has a bit of a stutter now. Uh, so instead of saying someone cut me to pieces, he goes, someone cut me to p- 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 pieces. <laughs> fucking. Uh, so God fucking damn it. Fudd here. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up just beating the shit out of all these narrows because he's a big monster man. But who could appear? <laughs> <laughs> and yet Claudio, uh, phases through one of them. Uh, and he has realized now that he can just phase his hand into people's heads and kill them very easy. Yep. He phases his hand into one of the one of the narrows who looks like Hulk Hogan. He does look like uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and rips his head off. You know, the problem is that he doesn't really look like Hulk Hogan. He just has, like, a big metal plate on his head that looks like the shitty bandanas that Hulk Hogan wears. No, he looks like Hulk Hogan. He, <laughs> he kind of does, problem. too. 
it's it's both, but it's bad. Anyway, uh, so Claudio shows up and sees Al with Ambolina. He's like, oh, you. Uh, and he's like, a yeah, small world, huh? Uh, and Ambolina's like, oh, you two know each other? Uh, and like, Claudio's yeah, we like, oh, yeah, we together. played cards together. We had a, pl- a plot happening on this thing. All of this was technically for a reason. Like, fuck off. We were going to, we did plot stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, and Claudio has made a force field at this point, like uh, uh, Invisible Woman style force field. But it's yeah, green. he's he's made a green bubble around them, and Emily's like, "Oh, you did it! You did the thing." I see. You can extend your force field beyond yourself. Your potential is only limited by your resolve, Claudio. And then Claudio goes, "I was never afraid." <laughs> uh, and then Amelina says, "I don't believe you weren't," which is a weird sentence. When uh, she could have just said, "Yes, you were. You yes, idiot, you were, but you aren't now, baby. dummy." Uh, and then he introduces, "Hey, Amberly goes. Nice job putting the iRobot back together." And then he goes, uh, "His name's Sizer," and she goes, "I can see why." Uh, and yep. in this panel, he is just biting into one of these uh, men, taking a big chomp. Good ribs. Good, good, uh, good ribs right there. Yeah. I, of course, had no idea of who and what Al was. No idea of what he had done. Uh, but uh, we all do. Oh, right, he was, yeah, we, he's going to do some murders, probably. He's probably going to do some murders and probably has already done some murders. So that is him talking to Apollo. And then we cut back to the past again. And Claudia's like, you know, putting you back together might be the smartest thing I've ever done, Sizer. And then Sizer goes, would you tell me you're proud of me? And he's got yep. the big dumb smile on his face. And Claudia's uh, like, I'm very proud of you, Sizer. Oh, <laughs> you've done me so good. And Sizer just grabs him and hugs him and says, Thank you, Father. And then Claudia's like, Uh, well, listen, no, this is. Uh, okay, fine. You're welcome. Great. Uh, because you see, you see, what, what Jesse does is he treats uh, his eye robots like they're his property. And uh, Claudia is nice to them. And, that's, and Claudio's a good boy. It, so the themes, as you can see, as you can see, it's a complex look. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very. And then this, we come to the final page of this issue and this episode, uh, where it's basically everyone just shaking hands and going, "Oh, we guess all the gangs together. Finally, we can start the plot. <laughs> guess we're adventuring together now. Let's do the rest of the book where the things happen." And he's uh, like, oh, we've got to go, we've got to go, go to Ryan. We have to attack them. And then Claudia ends with, uh, but, but first we have to go to see Reverdy. There's an old friend there and he's due one rescue. So actually the plot doesn't begin until the issue after next. Cause we have another thing to deal with because God, we have to go save, comic. have to go save Cecil. Hey, remember Cecil? Cecil? Remember Cecil from this issue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before that, Issue 10 of book one. Remember that? Yep. He's still around. He's, he's still, still there. That he's book. still kicking. He still, he still has the Gons Grad. Oh. That's, that's it, where we end it for today. That's it for that part. Uh, the team's all together, guys. We've we, The plate is set. We're ready to do the song.
Uh, so cuckoo kachoo. Cuckoo kachoo, everybody. Cuckoo kachoo. <laughs> That's how they begin this song. Oh, it's. You know, I, listen, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna like really just do a big old Beatles reference at the start. Like, we're the we're like the Beatles. It's just like the Beatles, guys. It's a toe to tip. That's that's them. That's them. That's the Beatles. Claudio could never have that haircut, though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine that man with that haircut. It does not work. So this is the first song. God damn it! <laughs> sniped. <laughs> Segway sniped. Got me. Uh, so this is actually the first um, set of songs. This is yes. the Camper Valorium uh, three-parter trilogy. The trilogy. Uh, on this, this album. Song, this song is called The Camper Valorium 1. Uh, uh, number 1, hearts. The Faint of Hearts. Uh, and there will be a multi-song suite on every album like past this for a while. Uh, sometimes they don't do them, but they've they've mostly done them. Most, yeah, uh, just about every album after this, they have decided that they should do one of these big story, sweeping arcs. Um, you may think that that means that like songs are connected somewhat musically. That's not always true. It's sometimes not always it true. Well, one time it is. <laughs> On the one next time, album, it is. It, yeah, the next album is like actually purposeful. But this is just three songs. It's just three songs that happen in the same kind of area, and they involve the same spaceship, the Camper Valorium, which I think is actually called the Valorium Camper in the comic. Well, there is debate as to the names of the songs, because like on the one printing, they were called the Camper Valorium. On one uh, printing, they were called the Valorium Camper. Uh, which is, just pick one, please. God, Claudio, help me. And it's looking like the answer might be the spaceship is called the Valorium Camper, but the songs are called the Camper Valorium, which is the most fucking coherent Camper answer. I think the Camper Valorium sounds better than the Valorium Camper, but that's just me. Well, I think the Valorium Camper is a better name for a spaceship. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, who knows? Anyway. Anyway. Enough about that bullshit. All these songs are about Alva Killer. We're in Alva Killer town for the rest of the album. They're all it's, about Alva relationships. Time now. So what happens now is... Between this album and the last album, uh, Claudio and his girlfriend in the real world had a, had a little bit of a breakup. They had a bit of a breakup, and so he's writing some breakup songs. That's what you're getting. You're getting the saga of the relationship. But instead of using his OC and his OC's girlfriend that already exist and putting them through a breakup, because he can't possibly risk like defiling the pure image of Neo Ikin, he invents a new self-insert OC who is a murder boy in order to like make it all dark and edgy and cool. Uh, and so this first... This first song... <laughs> this song is like about... Uh, the relationship uh, about like the lady who in the comic the relationship was just uh, Al getting arrested for fucking sitting for in her wardrobe and like breaking and entering yep but in this is a song about fine sex it's a song about Claudio doing the phone sex everybody it's, it's a song about phone sex <laughs> <laughs> the song itself is actually pretty good. I like it's, the song. I love this song. But the faint of hearts Did somebody take your time?
it's a mid it's like a mid tempo song without being like a insufferable part of the stars song uh it yes is a nice like it's just a kind of song they don't do very often and i i uh i like it for that yes absolutely um i really like the opening uh all Cuckoo-ca-choo. all the yeah all the kukukachu but uh all the guitar stuff on it is yep. very good there's uh, good there's very good guitar work there's very good guitar work and uh i think that's a lot of what i have to say about it because it's all very good Yep, the way it flows into the later bits is very good. Like I like the way it kind of all comes together. Uh, yeah, it, it builds up the towards the end uh, with the I'm well, not well, quite sure. Yeah, well, all that. Been told on Labor Day, ooh, I'm not starting with you, but the faint. Uh, oh, it's the title of the song. You said the title. Of hey, the song. hey, remember what, that the faint of hearts is actually a bar. Hey, remember yes. that. What the fuck happened between him writing that song and then deciding what the story is? Well, nothing at this point, really, in the album and the comic lineup. We're going to talk about that a lot in, well, three episodes' time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the story of the rest of the album is much smaller and is very specific, and it comes through in the songs. It has got basically nothing to do other than the barest plot elements of what happens in the comic. Yeah, they they're tied together, but just as loosely as possible. Uh, almost mm. as if he only had a vague idea of what he was writing about, uh, and just wanted yep. to write a breakup song. Uh so yeah, the song. Shall I read some lyrics? We please, see please do. What the the worst? You um, should do verse two. I should do verse two. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't do verse two. <laughs> Strong content warning. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, bad. Gross. Bad. It's gross. Yeah. The anxious through the calming storm, you sit as you pray for rain. I'll touch it if you ask me to, but how is up to you? No, I'm not going to let you get up. If you struggle willingly, I'll favor all your form to show you how it's been done to me. Hey, Claudio, stop. I don't want to... I don't want to think about this, Claudio. Claudio, I'm very happy for you. I'm so glad that somebody decided to... It's it's weird, because it's like... It's literally just, I'm going to write phone sex, but I'm going to write phone sex through the lens of fucking Coheed and Cambria lyrics where every word like is ridiculous and he says words a thousand times like oh the ground stops parting through the silence as you woke up the dead and I'm like what okay f- sure what the fuck yeah did you great and then it's like the final line is like tonight sleep tight my gun where he would usually say my love in the other choruses and you're like oh Ugh. things went bad yeah he's out of the killer bad. now this is the uh, second most egregious example of gun sex uh, <laughs> implications in <laughs> Coheed and Caribbean lyrics. I hate that there's two. I hate it. I hate it. Yep. Stop making me remember that. We're going to have to cover it one of these days. I one know. of these days. I hate it. I hate it so much. There are, uh, if I uh, type in control F and type <laughs> words. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight instances of words in this song, which always come across like him going, did somebody take your tongue? Which is just creepy. It's really, yeah, I think he's trying to be sexy, actually. No, he did not succeed. No, he didn't do a good job. I'm just saying, I think that's what he's going for. Um, yeah. 
in the worries of the words that you couldn't say. Uh, and then some of the backing is with all the words you say. With all the words you say. Because it, it, it's, he's talking about sex. He's talking about he's sex. talking about he's sex. Talking about sex. Over, over the, the phone. Mean, usually the words mean destiny and the, the fucking Ambelina and Claudio and whatever. But here they just mean I'm boning. Yeah. I'm boning on the phone. <laughs> I am boning I'm the fuck boning. down. <laughs> oh. Oh, Claudio. The problem is the song's pretty good. I like the song. It is uh, one of the good songs in this album. Like, I really like this album. I really like how these three songs flow into each other. For as yes. much as they are just three songs, I think that the like the album from here on out is basically all mostly good. <laughs> <laughs> mostly, we're gonna mostly. have to talk soon. But oh, yes. we got, we got, we still got a little bit of time. We have a little but bit more time. That is, yeah, that's uh, the Camp of Valorium One, Faint of Hearts. Yes, it's. I a, would probably a give it an song. eight. A patented good song. Give it an eight as well. Look at us, we're in sync, almost as if we have very similar coheed opinions at this moment. <laughs> They'll change eventually. They will change. But right now, we're... we're this is, yeah, this is both of our favorite albums, so it's it's not surprising that we uh, enjoy this. Cuckoo-cachoo, Molly! Cuckoo-cachoo! I think uh, uh, that is us done. That is the end of the podcast. We've yeah, done it. I think, that's, I think that's everything we need to talk about. Yep. From here on out, it will be one issue and one song an episode. That means there will be some bits where like the story doesn't work because the story doesn't work at all. Like the next song is more continuing of the Albuquerque story uh, and the backstory. The comic, fuck all to do with that. Yep, nothing, nothing even close. Got nothing. Just, got nothing. It's literally that. the stuff we covered for our intro of Al the Killer. It's it's just literally him falling out of the closet. Is what this next song is about. I know the next song is worth more than that, but yes. well, it's not more than that, but it's that is the basic uh, part of it in the actual lyrics. Tune in next week for <laughs> here's a little teaser, I guess. Tune in next week for the saga of Alva Killer and Ambelina. <laughs> oh God, yeah, fuck. Uh huh. Uh huh. I hate this comic. Why are you on the internet, Molly? Um, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com where I do a bunch of other podcasts, and you can also find me at patreon.com slash Molly Rhinebeck, uh, where I release other stuff there. You can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter. Uh, Abnormal Mapping is network. This is on. We have a bunch of other shows, including Abnormal Mapping itself, which is a game club. It's very cool. Uh, Second Officer Slog, a Star Trek podcast, currently doing weekly episodes for Discovery and also uh, episodes every month for the regular podcast. It's a very good show. If you like Star Trek, if you don't, there is probably little for you there. Um, <laughs> you should like Star Trek if you want to listen to the Star Trek podcast, I think. Yeah, it's good advice generally to have, but mm-hmm. I'm a big Star Trek fan here. We do the Great Gundam Project every week as our premium show if you support us on patreon.com slash abnormalmapping for $1 patrons. Uh, you can also get access to the letters we write weekly uh, for $5 a month. Uh, we host Fireside Friends, which is Ryan and Alan's show. Uh, it is very good. Please listen to that. Oh, God, there's so many podcasts. There might be another one launching soon. But luckily, nice. I've got nothing to do with it. I don't have to edit anything. I don't Thank have to do anything. Goodness. I have no more on my plate. I'm full up, baby. <laughs> we got lots on the plate. <laughs> oh, I'm going to play the song, and I'm going to end this podcast, and I'm going to lie down, and I'm going to have some uh, water. That sounds like a good idea.
Take your time 